Hey, it's Kevin from Out here with a quick announcement before we get into the episode. The request that we have gotten more than any other since we launched HeyDad.com is, can I pick an individual HeyDad box to buy without purchasing the entire subscription? I just have a box in mind and I want to give one box to a friend or I want to buy one box for myself. Guess what? The answer to that question is finally yes. So there's never been a better time to go to heydad.com. You can still check out the subscription. That's still very much a thing. Or you can browse individual boxes like Hero or Camp or PVC or Cups or a whole host of other Heydad boxes that are available on our site. So if you're looking for the best Father's Day gift, guess what? You found it. Go to heydad.com. Use the code Father's Day. You get 10% off. Do it right now. Okay, on to the show. Uh, when Kelly and I started dating, we were like Skyping and she was like telling me this like really hard thing she was going through. And then oh, she no. could see like the colors on my face changing. <laughs> no. and she's like, she's like, do you have other tabs open? Like, are you on Facebook right now? And I was like, I forgot you can see me. <laughs> That's so funny. I fell asleep during the during Sarah telling me the story of her dad dying. <laughs> no, you and didn't. I, Wait, is this true? And I woke I woke up to Sarah stomping out of the room and just full on like gonna get in her car and, and leave. break oh. up with you. Like, oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! I'm so sorry! I'm so sorry! And then you know, Andy a, a good Matson. <laughs> what? And that's the worst good, thing like, I've ever heard. This is the most un-Andy story I've ever heard. <laughs> Yeah, and then a good like a good like twenty five minutes of like apologies, and then you know her feeling like maybe I can try to tell you the story again. And then I'm just like holding my eyelids open. I'm so tired, but I'm like I'm not falling asleep again. I don't care what time. Yeah, you're a real hero, Andy. You're a real hero. Not falling asleep the second time your future (laughs) wife tried to tell you about her dad dying. We're all really proud of you. And can I just say something? I respect yeah. you, first off, for what you did, but <laughs> you would have had my endless respect if you would have spent 25 minutes to, to kind of talk her back down, and the minute she starts telling you, just go. Oh. <laughs> 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 yeah, like, you know what makes me really sleepy is uh, dead dad's <laughs> Hey dads and non-dads, welcome to the Hey Dad Podcast. This is a podcast where three brothers... Hey! Hey there! And one guy who wishes he was our brother. You get the Mitsubishi. And the thing about the Mitsubishi is, it it moves. You're going to see yourself in that car, and you're going to love it. You're going to find yourself just blown away by how attractive you are. Sec- how in- Derek has how a in second charge. job. How, yeah, guys, I'm sorry, I'm on the airline. <laughs> How in charge do you feel? Let me ask you this, Edwin. Do you want to feel in charge for once in your life? I know Talk you do. about dad stuff. So buy a Mitsubishi. Non-dad stuff. I'm sorry. See, we felt like the way dads were portrayed in pop culture didn't represent us or our friends very well or include native ad reads for Mitsubishi. So we decided to start a podcast, the Hey Dad Podcast, to talk about what dad life is really like for us. One of the things that I love right now um, is that 
Gideon especially is in first grade and he's old enough that he can like have a conversation about just about anything. Uh, but mm-hmm. he's dumb enough <laughs> that he like doesn't know how to like reconcile all the different sources of information and sort out like that's probably true and like that's yeah. not. So he's in the perfect age for like elementary school fake news <laughs> where he'll just like come home with like rock solid evidence and this dad, did you know? And so the other day, this is like a, a couple weeks ago, he comes home. He's like, dad, guess what? Do you know when people get sick, they cough mud? What? And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, with a certain kind of sickness, uh, my, friend's, uh, my friend's cousin got it and he coughed up a bunch of mud and then I think he died. Oh, what? and I'm like, where did you hear that? It's like, yeah, we we're all talking about it at recess. So I hope that doesn't happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have great news for you, Gideon. That's not going to happen to you. Definitely okay. won't. But like, I honestly wow. think it's once a week. He's got some new thing that he learned at school from just some yeah. other stupid seven-year-old. It's great. Atlee just knows all about pop culture. And she'll just say, oh, so-and-so has a new song out. How, what? Would you read Billboard on the way back? What are you talking about? <laughs> You're a kindergarten. Yeah. But are you following Cardi B on Instagram? What's going on? <laughs> Gideon's weird. Well, like, I think he and his uh, classmates will talk about the olden days. That's like a regular theme that comes back. Oh, okay. Where he'll just tell me something about the olden days. And he's also, because he's seven years old, like the olden days can be like, oh, do you know in the olden days you had to blow on a Nintendo cartridge? Because like I've told him that. <laughs> Or like mm. in the olden days can also be like early man in in the caves. It's like all that's kind all, of the same. It's all kind of one era for him. It's it's all. So nice. he'll be like, "This is you know a couple of weeks ago, and I picked him up for school." Dad, you know in the olden days everyone drank blood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? How? When? When? From whence are you getting this information? <laughs> and he just says it so confidently. So I think we have an opportunity on this podcast to start rumors at my kids. First grade elementary school. Oh, yeah. this is great. Like so this. we can pick a thing and, and you'll just I tell will Gideon. tell Gideon and he okay. will tell his class. So let's well, decide are, are, right now what rumors are going to be happening so, at Gideon's school this week. I want I want to start one that will yield actual like frantic activity at his school. <laughs> cool. So cool, cool, I'm cool. trying to think of like what something hands literally hands-on they could do. I'm thinking you tell him that if they can catch a squirrel and milk it, the squirrel <laughs> milk is really good. <laughs> and then you have a whole school of kids trying to catch squirrels. They're freaking out. They're like, they're banding together. I, I think about some things that I remember being told when I was a kid that I believed. Like I remember very distinctly, like in first or second grade, being told that uh, that the way you got braces is that they were put on through your nose. <laughs> <laughs> and I just went... I just went, yeah, that yeah. checks out. It sounds nightmarish <laughs> and horrible. I don't want that. And I think I probably believed it for like, if it was like first grade I heard it, I think I went into fourth grade still thinking like, well, I hope I don't ever get braces. <laughs> just go right up your nose. I don't want that. That's crazy. My my friends and I would full on lie to each other all the time about like our our, <laughs> our best friend's house. And, and, you know, first of all, it's hurtful because you thought you were the, that person's best friend, but then they've got, an, they have another best friend Ooh, yeah. like in Colorado. Oh, it's a my girlfriend in Canada yeah. situation, yeah. but it's yeah. my best friend. Well, my best friend in Colorado. And it would be like, yeah, his dad 
built him this sick tree house that like has a zip line and this like uh, like Donkey Kong mine cart rail kind of a thing that goes all the way around the tree to his window and his house and his room mm. is like full of all the best Nerf guns. And you just go on, on and on and try to one up each other. But then like my friend John Paul told me that his dad was a ninja. And whenever we would go to bed, his dad would go on ninja missions. And that one I knew was not true because I was like, John Paul, your dad weighs like 300 pounds. <laughs> There's no way that he's a ninja. Your dad. Have you not seen Beverly Hills? Your ninja? dad is. <laughs> I hadn't. Mom yeah. and dad hadn't let me seen that yet. Seeing as I was eight. But uh, yeah, I bet you could watch it at your best friend in Colorado's house. Yeah, yeah he's got a sick movie theater. At his house. Oh, yeah. And his uncle works for Nintendo. I just love the I love the premise that like all of you either are like collectively in on the lie, but like you're you're at least one percent suspicious that you're the only one who doesn't actually have Richie Rich as a best friend. So you're like, I I will also keep pretending this, but like none of you was willing to call the bluff. Mm-hmm. Well, one the, of the, the things now that is like sort of a bummer and it's, it's mostly good, but it's a little sad. It's just the amount of information that we have at our fingertips. And if you're a relatively yeah. savvy internet user, you can pretty much get to the bottom of any sort of rumor. And that does sort of take the mystery and fun out of just like something spreading in one. Like when the Blair Witch Project came out and everybody was like, is this right. a documentary? And like yes. none of us knew. Like that you can't do that anymore. I but remember having friends who you, went to go see that and they told me like, I'm pretty sure it's a documentary, man. And I'm like, guys, I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> just doesn't yeah. seem like something they would do. But you can do it. You can do it with eight-year-olds, yeah. with seven-year-olds. So I don't know. I, what I'm taking away from today is... I'm going to start lying to my kids more often. What's the most outlandish lie that you have ever told? So I think the best lie, the biggest lie I've ever told, maybe the lie that I feel the worst about. I don't know. It's kind of funny. So (laughs) uh, my brother, brother brother-in-law lives really close and he has a kid, sort of his oldest kid, the like firstborn. Um, and we kind of have like a love hate thing, you know, where like he's family, but also he kind of get, gets on my nerves sometimes. <laughs> and, um, the kid or the brother-in-law, the kid, the kid, we both. Um, <laughs> and so <laughs> it's just a whole like entitlement thing. Anyway, we don't have to get into it now. So he, um, He's a real outdoorsy kid and he also like likes me and I think he kind of like looks up to me and thinks I'm like kind of like the, I don't know, crazier, like more dangerous, less rules like type of uncle. And so uh, one day he wanted to go hiking and so I took him hiking and I sort of like told him to go wait down in this valley area. And then uh, I got a couple of my buddies to start this stampede (laughs) down the valley. (laughs) And then I called my buddy and said, like, he's in trouble. You should go. And then he went down there. And then actually, yeah, he he died. And then I told... I told the kid that it was his fault. So that's probably the worst lie that I've ever told. <laughs> was was Rowan Atkinson looking down from like a, would you say like a bird's eye view on the whole thing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, 
Yeah, Zazu was there. My 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 friend Zazu. <laughs> my friend Zazu Johnson. <laughs> Zazu Williams was there. It was uh, so. It was great. I I can think of one lie I told. Um, I used to kind of hang out in a crowd that wasn't like kind of it wasn't very savory. And whenever um, whenever anything happened in like our neighborhood, you know, the local cops would kind of just round all of us up, take us in the precinct, um, talk to us. And, um, I, uh, I just, I don't know what got into me and I was talking to this cop. He was a nice guy. And, um, I, uh, I just spun this story about, uh, about Kaiser Soze. And, uh, and I'm, I'm not, and here's the deal. I'm looking around the office and I'm just kind of picking out details and I'm making up it as I go along, you know, and, and, uh, and, uh, the thing is, 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 you believe me, let me go. And I'm walking and I had this limp I had put on, but then as I'm walking down the street, I kind of stopped walking with the limp. It was kind of a cool moment. Everyone in the theater <laughs> thought it was cool. <laughs> I remember it was my birthday party and uh, it wasn't really a lie, but it was like, I don't know. It The party was cool, but it, it felt like it needed a little bit of pizzazz. You know, it's like one of those things when you grow up in like a small town, doesn't really have a lot going on. Like, mm-hmm. Everyone's kind of like, okay, maybe now something exciting is going to happen. And so it's like end of the night. Um, I'm like making a speech, kind of like saying my goodbyes. I think it was my 111th birthday. Um, anyways, <laughs> I, I slipped on the ring of power and disappeared. And <laughs> everyone, I set off this whole thing. Everyone was really dramatic about it. And, but it was cool. It would take me like, I don't know, it took me like 15 hours to tell the whole story. <laughs> I remember I... I finally worked up the the courage to ask this girl to go to a party. Um, and it was like the last day of school and um, it was going to be like the start of summer party. It was going to be awesome. Like everybody was going to be there. But then um, dad just yeah. like wanted to have some like father son bonding time. And so he had planned this whole like epic road trip. Uh, we're going to go fishing in this place. I'd never been, um, Lake destiny in Idaho. <laughs> Freaking I, classic. Dad. Yeah. So I, he's always trying to get us to go to Lake destiny, trying to get us to eat soup. Yeah. I, so I lied to the, I lied to the girl and I told her, um, that I was actually, so the party was like to watch this, this concert that was going to be, um, televised. <laughs> and I told her that my dad was friends with the uh, lead singer and we were actually going to be on stage and I was going to wave to her. Yeah on stage and so okay so like so you're headed there you're out on the open Mm -hmm. road then what happens Mm -hmm. oh man there's like nuns and like uh there's like a guy like he think he's dead and he's like coming out of his coffin like every like a country singer from nashville like everybody like knows like the song as my dad's singing the song about the open road yeah everybody just joins in just lots of oh and then the thing about dad that i've always appreciated Mm -hmm. is he's a real He's a real angler mm-hmm. and he can, when he's going to cast, it's perfection. Perfect. Absolutely. Did I ever tell you guys about my best friend, Peach and his dad, <laughs> his, the RV that his dad had with like a, with like, with like a fold out jacuzzi in a bowling alley? There are like three people listening to the podcast <laughs> that get this joke and want us to keep going. Listen, I, I, I don't, I don't want to. Keep going, but this is a true story. Um, this one summer, I had a I had a crush on a girl, mm-hmm. and we were just we were hanging out a lot, and a uh, bunch of bunch of bees ate me, and <laughs> <stuck> me up. 
<laughs> and it ended up dying. And ended up dying. Uh, and they, and she was like, "Where's his glasses? Can't see without his glasses." I remember when uh, <laughs> We're still doing I was it. I was working uh, at this like plant, and I had like worked my way up to like the very top. Like I was, I was kind of like the head honcho, and then like. And then, like, I met Luke Skywalker, and like, turns out I, I was his father. <laughs> you guys remember that one? Yeah, I was working at this this plant. That's the Death, the Death Star was a plant. Right? <laughs> I know it's just so perfect. Uh, do you guys remember the Titans? <laughs> <laughs> we talked about this when we were talking about the Secrets episode, but we had this great moment that uh, sort of brought home that the stuff we're doing with our kids, at least right now is working. Um, we, we were at church and there was a bunch of candy at church. It was Easter Sunday. And so we, our church put like candy on the seats because apparently we're bribing people to come to church, which whatever, you know, whatever it takes. So, uh, our kids of course are like walking around the the big area where all the adults are. And they're just like looking at all the chairs. Like, is this, is this what you guys do every week? Is there just always sour patch kids on the chairs? This is amazing. <laughs> so my cousin is one of the people who's uh, putting all the candy back on the chairs after one service before another service. And he walks up to Julian and he just slips a little piece of candy into his uh, little front pocket of his shirt and says like, shh, you know, just like being a fun uncle type, like here's a little piece of candy from your uncle. And Julian goes, okay, thanks. And he takes two steps and then like involuntarily out loud goes, wait, we're not allowed to have secrets. Mom, Jeremy gave me candy. <laughs> like it just like explodes out of him. Oh, I love it. And so then it. like we had to make a show of my wife being like, Jeremy, did you give him candy? Jeremy be like, yes, I did. And and then Trisha being like, great, Julian, enjoy your candy. Like he had to like hear that all the it. adults knew about it. the candy and were okay with it. I uh, I love when kids kind of get this sudden attack of conscience. And um, I'm, I'm still kind of waiting for that to happen with Atlee. And, I, and I'm, but I mean that by <laughs> this is that she is a very earnest, honest person. And I don't feel, and, and I might be like incredibly like naive about this, but she just turned six. I'm not sure she's lied to us yet. I just <laughs> don't think she has. I feel like she could if she wanted to, but I feel like knowing Atlee, I feel like she goes, why would I lie? I'm just going to tell him what I did. Yeah. I was messing yeah. with the sprinkles. I turned it on. And <laughs> yeah. like, that's the kind of thing with her. And I'm just kind of like blown away. I'm like the, the honesty there. Like, can you lie to me? Can we just try you lying to me just to see what it's like? <laughs> yeah. Eat some candy. So yeah, she's know. either never lied to you or she's lied to you so much. She's a crazy good liar. <laughs> right. Is there anything that you wish she would have lied to you about? <laughs> yeah. I think it's usually when my kids tell me things that like kids are going to be really weird, but then sometimes when they're so open and honest with their weirdness, <laughs> it makes me uncomfortable. So I have a little story <laughs> about that. This morning, um, we're, we're, I would say most mornings are not like this, just to be totally clear. Most mornings, like, people are tired, and we're like a normal family where one of the kids is being crappy or the other, both of them, all of them are, I am, Trisha is. But this morning was one of those weird mornings where despite Josie waking up a thousand times last night, it was just kind of a good vibe, and the kids 
Julian and Josie, my five-year-old and two-year-old came into our bed and it was just sweet. And like, I don't know, people were in good moods in bed. It was cute. And it was quiet for a second as we were snuggling and I was rubbing Julian lace. A lot of times right, right when he wakes up, he'll crawl into my bed at like six 45 and like mm-hmm. lay directly on my chest. It was like his head over here. And I just like kind of scratch his back and like, that's how he wakes up. And it's really sweet. And the whole mm-hmm. time I'm thinking like treasure these moments. Cause he's going to be like six, two before you know it. And this is going to be a lot weirder. <laughs> so anyway, we're, we're having that moment. And all of a sudden Julian like, looks up and he goes, me and Gideon touch tongues sometimes. <laughs> and I was like, what? Where? And he's like, you know, at, at uh, class, which is like daycare, that's what they call it. At class, at school. <laughs> and I'm like, why? He's like, it feels funny and I think it's funny. <laughs> And both Trish and I, I, who are usually like pretty chill, we were both just like, don't (laughs) stop doing that. I don't like, I don't, I feel like the kid at school that touches tongues with his brother for a laugh. (laughs) I don't want to be the parent of that kid. So anyway, yeah, that's, that's something I wish he would have just lied to me about. Like, cause I talked to him about don't touch tongues with your brother, but I don't think he retained any of that information, I think he's going to keep doing it, and I would rather just not know. <laughs> he's like, you have a podcast with your brothers. That's just as annoying. <laughs> In a way, the podcast is kind of like you guys touching tongues, but like you metaphorically. Touch, you touch heart tongues with your brother. Oh, uh, <laughs> cute. So cute. I think that what's going on at this age is they're figuring out that their words have power and they have like choice over what words they say. And they're even like learning Gideon right now is obsessed with the idea of like bad words. And is that word? Okay. And mm-hmm. my friends like today I picked him up from school. Literally the first thing he said, like, I was like, Hey buddy, how are you? He's like, Hey, so at recess, my friend said that something sucks. And then I also said that it sucks because, and this is where I have like, I love Gideon so much. What's, what, I mean, part of it is like he wanted to say a word that is a bad mm-hmm. word. But he was also like, I thought my friend might feel bad that he said a bad word. So I thought if I said a bad word with him, he would feel better. That's so <laughs> sweet. And I'm like, Even that is so sweet. I'm like, oh, you're the best, worst kid ever. But they're just figuring out like words have yeah. power. And at that same thing, like I can lie and like yeah. I- I'm in charge. Like what? If I lie and you don't call me on it, like, could I possibly get away with it? Like, Mm -hmm. these are all like new thoughts that they're having right now. One of our really good friends uh, has been talking recently about how uh, her kids cuss her out. And she's like, oh, no, they don't they don't use cuss words because they don't know cuss words. Mm -hmm. But in their heart, they're cussing me out. They're saying the worst things they can think of using Uh kid words and she's like, so, so, you know, I'll tell my husband like, yeah, the kids, you know, they, 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 they baby swore at me today and it'll just oh. be like, you know what, mom, you're the worst mom ever. And you don't that. even know how to take care of me. And <laughs> you have never made me happy ever. And when I go to bed, I don't even miss you. Oh, <laughs> Kev, when you talk about Gideon trying to figure out like what words he can say and what words he can't, I mean. You were that kid. Growing up, we had a list Mm -hmm. on our fridge. I'm not sure how long it lived there that Kevin had written out 
of every bad word that he could think of. <laughs> and he gave it, he like presented it to our parents mm-hmm. like, hey, mm-hmm. mom and dad. Um, mm-hmm. So I did something pretty great. Uh, I went ahead <laughs> so and I'm gonna blow your saved mind. you. I went ahead and, and did your job for you. Uh, and I compiled a list of every bad word that I can think of. And I wrote them all down here. And uh, what oh, we're going to do is we're going to put them up on the fridge here. And this will be like a reminder. And if I ever say mm-hmm. any of these words, you can just point to the list and kind of like raise your eyebrows. And I'll, I'll know. <laughs> I'll know. So my, my strategy for uh, helping them help me to not use bad language was that apparently I just needed something for them to point to. That yeah, was the, visual that was the thing that was missing. <laughs> like when they were like, like don't say that word. I was like, but what list is that word a part of? Mom, How am I'm I supposed a visual to visual learner. Right so that I list don't. had like uh, but spelled like B U T and like poop. <laughs> sure, sure. And then like the like F dumb. word. <laughs> and to me, you, you, they're the, all just like you wrote out the F word. Yeah, no, it's F U K. These are just like oh, okay, all the bad words okay. I know. So it's like, you know, poop and then like the F word. <laughs> They're all the, the bad words. <laughs> Listen, I was I was basically the third parent in our house. I basically yeah. raised yeah, myself, you were, I think, is what you're getting. You're from helping out. I get it. I get One it. of the problems that I have as a dad is that uh, I think in, in, a, in a, any particular moment, I can like come down too hard and like talk to my kids like they're 12 when they're six or like have that expectation of them that this is a thing you're going to get. And I think I've mentioned (laughs) this before that I have too many moments where again, in a moment with a five-year-old, I'm like, I'm just going to explain in the perfect way why what they did Mm -hmm. was so bad. And then they're never, ever going to do this again. I'm going to like permanently solve this issue with like a mini lecture, which I think is a pretty universal dad thing. Um, but one, one like very hard line that, that we've drawn is around lying. And so it's one thing, it's a hard line for our kids to walk because it's one thing if you're trying to make each other laugh. And so a lot of it is like kids learning that subtlety and nuance, but like when you can tell that there's Mm -hmm. a lie, that is a time when I just go nuclear and not go nuclear. Like I like yell and scream or, you know, do anything physical or anything like that. But that's where it's like, Oh, you know, your favorite thing it's gone for a week. Like just like that, like no warning, <laughs> no nothing. Me too. Yeah. Like zero tolerance policy. If you lie, and I'll say like our family never lies to each other, like never. So that's a thing where it's like, if even if two kids are like fighting and pushing or hitting or whatever, and they're sort of both at fault, and then one of them lies about it, and I can tell because especially at this age, I think the older they get, the harder it's going to be to tell when they're lying. But at this age, it's like crystal totally. clear because yeah. one kid has this like so clearly and purely violated sense of justice looking at the other kid like, no, that is 100% not what happened and they're not that good of actors. And so when that happens, it's usually just like zero tolerance. You're about to have a terrible week because you absolutely cannot you know, do that because part of it is like, the the we talked about this in the secrets episode as well like part of it is making it super clear to a kid that like mm-hmm. there's nothing you can't tell me i the, you, this is this is always safe for you and if you come and even if you're telling me something that you did wrong if you're coming and like confessing that and coming with a contrite heart like i'm sorry i did this there might be punishment but it's going to be pretty reasonable but if you lie not going to be reasonable it's going to be freaking mm-hmm. terrible <laughs> because part of that is just like 
as they're tr- trying to develop these instincts right now around like, can I lie? Can I get away with stuff? I wanted to just be like, no, you can't lie. You can't get away from this stuff. And, and one like somewhat cheesy thing that we've done is like, for example, like with Santa, I know that sounds really dumb, but mm. like, we're like, we're not ever going to lie to our kids. And so we'll say to them, like, Santa's a really fun thing to celebrate. And, and, and if they say like, well, what is Santa real? I'm like, no, but neither's Batman. And we like, mm-hmm. we like pretending that Batman's real. Right. And so it's like, you're in on it with me and you can choose to participate in this, but you're never going to be like, wait, mom and dad didn't tell me the truth. And- I can see like <clears throat> when you're talking about, uh, coming down hard on lying, that makes, that makes sense to me because I feel like, um, as a kid, when you start to develop a paradigm around like truth telling, honesty, what's really going on here? What kind of things am I going to allow other people to believe about me, about what actually happened? Like those are some of the most central, like integrity, formative types of territories. Like there's like a direct line between you can draw between like a kid who has like a casual or playful relationship with lying or like, Oh, it's just a little white lie or whatever. And like how that shapes them as an adult and going like, no, like I, I just, you can expect me to be truthful because it is not in my tool belt to like pull a lie out. Like just every once in a while, like just when, when it's really important or when I really need to. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And we even, and, and another small way that I feel like, Trisha and I try to model this is sometimes lying to your kid. By the way, I'm sure we have, like, we're not perfect on this. I'm, I'm trying to think of like an example right now. I wish I could share like, yeah, sometimes we do this cause I don't want it to come off. Like we've got this whole thing figured out, but I do think that w- w- one thing we're usually pretty good at is when it's like more convenient to just lie to a kid to like make the urgency of the thing go away. Like we will say things to Gideon like, Oh, that's just something mommy and I are talking about that you don't get to know. Mm. And he's just like, uh, and rather than just being like, it's nothing, we're just whatever, you know, like a, a lie would be a less direct way of dealing with that. And that's where it's like, no, mommy and I are here telling each other the truth. You just don't get to know it. Mm-hmm. So but we're not, we're not lying to you. We're just not telling you this thing. And so, cause it's also not like I can tell Gideon every single thing about <laughs> my life or the world or anything like that. Cause there's a bunch of stuff he can't handle, but we're sort of setting him up for, there's more truth that will be revealed to you later. Just you just don't get it right now. Yeah, and there's a and, and it also establishes a paradigm, I think, in his head of saying like you don't have to lie in order to like not know everything. Yeah, yeah. To like obfuscate something. Yeah, mm-hmm. like or and I think it, it that also like, I don't know, helps with that future thing of I feel I feel like that's even a tension in adulthood of like what what happens when there's an invitation to lie, like to protect someone. You know, like, I think that can get really muddy. Like, oh, I'm going to tell a lie so that that person's feelings don't get but hurt. But for a good whatever. reason. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm going to I'm gonna lie for what I think is a noble purpose. And I feel like exercising those muscles early of going, like, there are alternatives is is probably, I don't know, expands the imagination when, when it comes to that kind of stuff a little bit. Yeah. Why, why do you think that um, lying is such an important one for you? Because like, you know, there's other categories of things your kids could do, you know, like violence, like hitting, you know, siblings or friends or whoever, or there's like or stealing or like why is lying like the, the one that's really mm. up there for you? 
I think I think stealing would be up there. We haven't really dealt with that yet because it, that's just kind of like another form of lying, or I guess it feels really related to lying. Something like hitting or physic physicality in general. Obviously, I have a seven year old and a five year old boy that are you know basically the same height, <laughs> and and my three year old Josie might be the roughest of all of them. So there's a lot of like physicality, and that's something we deal with a lot. But there's something about I guess, I guess like physicality feels really honest because it's a, an honest outward yeah. expression of the way that you feel. And it still might be a bad outward manifestation of the way that you feel. And I want to like teach them, give them tools in their toolkit to deal with it. But I don't know. There's just something about yeah. f- lies that it just feels like it's, uh, it, it it feels like an affront to something a lot more fundamental about who we are and who we're supposed to be and the way we're supposed to treat each other than like I pushed my friend because I was mad at him. Like I lied to him because I was trying to manipulate him or mm. get what I wanted out of him. It just feels so much darker and and disrespectful and like a, as like cheesy as this sounds, it's more of like a violation of the dignity of another person to not honor them with the truth. Even mm-hmm. if, even if that truth is like you bothering the crap out of me right now, and I'm going to push you, like I'm not saying that's good, and but it's I don't know. To me, it feels like it's better than a lie. It seems kind of like the whole, um, what is it like? Hate isn't the opposite of love. Like apathy is. Like it's it's that like at least <laughs> this is the worst sentence I'm ever going to say. At least violence is intimate. Like at that's least- the episode title. I think we got. please please hear the you know all the all the caveats i don't want to make but just we definitely we definitely we definitely want to excerpt that little piece of audio please hear what i mean um (laughs) like at least those things are just like miscalibrated like this is a miscalibrated emotion this is a uh, you are mistreating someone um, whereas it feels like lying is moving in the opposite direction of relationship. Like yeah. I am, I'm like mm. turning my back on this and walking the other way. Yeah, and I'm like, creating distance between me and you. I'm, I'm in creating the form distance, of this I'm creating lie. separation. I'm creating, yeah, like mm. a different, uh, dishonest reality that also has to do with like power and control and all sorts of weird dynamics. Whereas like hitting or something, I think, especially at a young age, like. If we're talking about five-year-olds, six-year-olds. Yeah, they're going to hit. It's different mm-hmm. than a, a 17-year-old getting in fights at school. Like, yeah. it's, it's just like, a, oh, you have a tiny little brain that hasn't learned how to process a lot of this anger yet. Like, okay, got to work on that. Well, I don't... That feels like a matter we, of calibration. I bet if we ask different parents, and, I, and I, I can't think of all the different, like, categories. You know, if I can think of categories, you know, um, uh, lying, uh, stealing... You know, violence, maybe another category. Disrespect. Disrespect. Maybe another one could be like disobedience. Just like I said something and you flat out went Mm -hmm. the other direction. Like, I think, you know, if you ask different parents, um, one of those is going to bother them more because it it it, um, you know, it's it's tripping up on a on something that's a a deep value for them, because I actually have a harder time with violence than uh, with the lying like David's. You know, David doesn't lie to me yet. He he um he's way too you know, he's maybe six six to twelve months away from being able to do that. But I know if he is frustrated, if we do or say something that he doesn't like, uh, we can tell 
you know, we have a few seconds to see like, oh, he's charging me right now and he's going to like <laughs> hit my leg or push me or whatever. And I, <laughs> I have a I and it's, you know, it doesn't hurt, but I have a harder time with that. And I right. think I will have a harder time with with that, um, even when he is able to lie. I think uh, for some reason, uh, the line, huh. the line for you, Kevin, uh, 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 trips of a value, uh, a truth, a truth value or a transparency value or something like that, that something you want to have in your house and some something about the violence for me. I'm just like, no, absolutely. That's not going to be OK in this house. You can't treat me that way. You can't treat your friends that way. You can't treat your mom that way. I, I think I'm probably still, even when David knows how to lie, I'm still going to have a bigger problem with the, with the hitting. Hmm. I, I think the one thing that like I've thought about, cause I, I think I'm the same way. There are some things that matter more to me than other things. And for me, it's been, if there's a, like, if there's like a pie that is cooling on a windowsill, and you smell that pie and you go, I'm going to steal that pie. I'm going to steal that pie. Don't steal that pie. That pie is not for you. <laughs> I really thought this was going to be a metaphor. <laughs> Stay away from the pie. And here's the deal. If the smell of the pie is so good that it lifts you Isn't up a little bit and you're floating and you're floating like towards most Tom and Jerry cartoons. Well, yeah, and and in most families also, Andy. I mean, <laughs> you have a choice in any given moment to leave that pie alone. It might be a brambleberry pie. It might be an apple pie. And your Aunt B might have made that pie and put it up there, but she put it there to cool. You can't just take that pie. So that's, I guess that's one thing that kind of bugs me. I'm like, leave the pie alone. Uh, yeah yeah <laughs> sick super helpful Derek thanks man <laughs> <laughs> that's all for this episode of the Hey Dad podcast but before we go Mr. Derek Walker you I know this morning you were texting me about this will you please tell everybody what's happening on the next episode next week episode is going to be fantastic we are joined by the guy I saw in 7-Eleven yesterday morning who had a boss season tattoo across his neck and the, all the S's were dollar signs. I want to ask him about the NASDAQ stock market and if it truly is boss season. And we're going to get into it. It's pretty heavy stuff. You're going to love it. Spoiler alert. It is. It's boss season. All right. Well, that's all for now. I'm Kevin. I'm Tyler. I'm Andy. I'm Derek. Love you. Bye. Bye.